I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and your race. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, Trash Threats Nation. We are back with episode three of The Bachelorettes. I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Casey Bunker. And this episode, we really like, this is the one that separates, you know, there was the before times and the after times. We're splitting. Right. It's like that, that Spice Girl song went to become one. Yeah. Yes. But it's really more like when one become two. Or even like, like on some level, like when one becomes none. Oh, I don't get You know, that like one, that but... end there. I mean, I, 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 it's always like we try to go in the chronological order of the show, but it's like these episodes, right. they leave us reeling. And we just right. came off, I guess we'll get to it at the end, but we just came off of, I, I do believe the most like physically difficult to watch rose ceremony in Bachelor Nation history. I mean, and I have a lot of thoughts about it. And Desi, I, I'm like, Desi, you got to come pod with us. Cause she was like lit. Like she was like Liddy up there. Like, this is so abusive to the women. You know, like she was like really <laughs> upset. And she was like, it's always women against women. They were fucking. So yeah, there were some cases this episode where one became none. And, and right. the whole thing was a, it was an absolutely unpredictable ride from top to bottom. Cannot wait to discuss. But again, as promised, I guess we should begin at the beginning. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Let's begin at the beginning. So starting with Rachel gets a one-on-one and she's taken Zach. Now, Zach, we haven't really heard from a ton. I feel like he's even know he was there. there. He yeah. was a total stranger to us at the beginning. Total stranger. And so, but he seems like a pretty decent guy. Does he have a little bit of a Clayton vibe? Sure. Like the all-American boy kind of thing. But, but that's what she likes. That's what she likes. And he seems more harmless like he really does and I you know I don't I never trust him from the beginning but he seems like a humble guy who was like easily choked up at the sight of childhood photos or videos no I love it pretty good well okay so for anybody that didn't watch that is just listening because this is just the greatest talk radio you've heard in your life that's what it is I mean obviously (laughs) that's what it is I think so um (laughs) so if you haven't watched if you're not watching okay and also if you're not watching I I implore you all to watch. It is trash television at its finest. Like, and this season in particular is really, it's like, the more I watch, the more I'm like, wow, fuck the producers. And then I'm also like, these are genius producers. Right. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. they did know what they were doing with this. Uh-huh. Because now uh-huh. I'm interested, whereas the show constantly follows the same formula. We're all getting a little sick of it. But now it's like, oh, wait, this is a different formula. So, okay, slight tangent, because, you know, we got two Geminis on the phone here. It's going to be tangent after tangent after tangent, but we always reel it back in. It always comes around and we know that you can handle it. So just perk up. Exactly. When you speak of trash television, I have two thoughts. I watched the first two minutes of Claim to Fame. 
um, which you talked about last week and actually just looks really good. Okay, I'm dying to watch. Okay, before next week, it is possible that I will catch up fully and we might have to like, that could be a Tuesday pod, but like I'm dying to watch it. I always rush off because I know that you're an hour. You have, not only do you have a job, yeah, no, but now then you're we an podcast. Hour. Right. And we got a pod, but no, I'm so wait, can you just tell me about the two minutes of claim to fame? Yeah. So basically like all these people are in a house together. They're all related to celebrities, but nobody knows who the other ones are related to. And then they have to try and guess and like weave the clues together. So what? like, so-and-so was like in Spider-Man and like that led to a split, like whatever. So basically that's like how it got. And I'm like, okay, this is actually kind of intriguing because it's a bit of a mystery. It's almost like instead of masked singer, it's like masked relative. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't have to be masked because nobody knows who the fuck they are already. It's actually so fucking hilarious as a premise that like these people are so unknown that like, even if they have, uh, you know, like family facial similarities or any kind of genetic similarities they're like you know you literally these are they're strangers to you we do you don't know them <laughs> yeah like the celebrity may not know these people at all but it's that's still, so like, awesome right like they don't have latoya jackson on the show like these are like randos that are that are just in the family tree that's fucking genius <laughs> and you know what else is genius about it you know that all of these people have been using that as their yes. intro sentence for their whole lives. And uh, I'm actually, I'm Tony Braxton's third cousin or whatever. And it's like, Tony Braxton doesn't know who you are, but you've been saying that. Yeah. And, and let's lean into that. Now you are getting that, you're getting that validation. You know, is it weird? Is it thirsty? Yes. But let's lean it. Let's explore that. Let's explore the depths. Maybe that's a Pluto thing. I don't know what's happening. Second point about trash TV. There's a new podcast out of St- of Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti. Oh, I saw this advertised. Tell me, tell me. So I listened to the first two episodes because the first one was just like an intro episode. The second one, they go over the first episode of the season. And I do want to like Wait, rewatch the first episode Beach. of the season of, of Laguna, Laguna Beach. Beach. Wow. And they go behind the scenes of like, they're just fully like being like the producer set us up like blah 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 like if you don't see our lips moving when we're saying the words it means we recorded it later and like the producer so it's just like full behind the curtain of reality tv reality tv of like 2008 mind you but like or whatever year it was but but you're blown yeah right now casey I felt like I needed to bring it up here. So now we can, we can totally move on to the bachelor. Okay. I want to say this though. Let's make a commitment. We will move on to the bachelor and bachelorette, but listeners, Casey, Sarah alike, let's all give the Coletti Kristen show and the claim to fame claim to fame a shot, because I would love to discuss next week. If you guys want, I mean, these are, this is great news for me, Casey. I mean, without bachelor in paradise, there is like a little bit of a hole missing. Like I do. I want two shows. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. We got, we, we need to fill the time, you know, we That's need to fill, fill it's the like void. I, I wanted two shows. Now I've got three. Wow. And in fact, <laughs> and in fact, I would be shocked if listening to the Coletti Kristen podcast didn't bring us right. It's actually, again, the producers, fuck you guys, fuck you guys, fuck you guys. Because even if you're getting outed, you are getting that residual that residual money flowing in because we're going to go rewatch Laguna Beach. Right. Now. Fuck. Right. God. And it's just like, it reminds you that like the producers are just like an extra character in all these shows that you got to keep an eye on. So that brings us, okay. That brings us back around the producers on the batch. They know what they're doing this season. It is what it is. I mean, it's, it's evil. Beautiful it's, e- it's actually, this is the most evil season I've seen. Yes. Yeah. And this is evil. evil. And this, this is evil. And, and what what we're gonna get to at the end, like stick to stick with it, guys. We're gonna tell you about the whole show in chronological order. But I gotta tell you, 
just as a prelude yes. to the end of the app. The rose ceremony is ratchet. It's yeah. ratchet as fuck. Savage. Savage. <laughs> Absolutely savage. It's like- okay. So, okay. So we started. Rachel got a date with someone that otherwise was a total unknown. This guy, Zach, he is a cutie, all American boy. You know what I think Zach has going for him. And I guess we could discuss if we watched another, if we watched again, perhaps on a bigger screen. In my case, I did watch on my phone at the pool, but also I tried to take a screenshot. I could not. Casey, I don't know if I'm being trolled or what. The captions from abc.com on my phone are for ants. They're for ants. Um... I was I showed Desi I said are they fucking with me are they trolling me the captions are literally the size of a pore mm. it's just tiny little it looks like it looks like there's just um what is it called morse code it looks like there's morse code <laughs> on the bottom of the screen it okay, is okay. so insulting so I tried it but but what I think Zach has going for him is that he seems like one of those guys who was like not, and actually you're so right same as Clayton who was like not cute sort of dorky until he was cute kind of later in his adolescence yep I think you're right I think you're right and I think I think he maybe came along later than Clayton even came along I'm like yeah he's a little he's dorky he's a bit dorky yeah and it's great and I and I think Rachel's okay with that like I think she sees it but she's down with it but like so so basically their date is a movie premiere quote unquote again producers hard at work here it was not a movie (laughs) premiere at all well, okay. Oh, well. That was my first comment too. That's why I'm trying to keep it tight because I know that you have to go. But I have to say, if if I was ever in, okay. So basically, they went and they got dressed by some guy who I guess is always on the batch and dresses. Karamo. Who is no. that person? Who is that? He's from Queer Eye. Oh, I don't watch Queer Eye. Okay, so I had no idea who that was. Oh my uh, god, you gotta. If watch you guys Queer could Eye. see Casey's reaction, that's also where she's not just a Gemini. She's also that was a sad response. Yeah, she just yeah. full body acted out. Like, can't believe you don't know this guy. Listen, Sarah, if you ever need a cry selfie and you want to get the tears going, watch Queer Eye. Wait, 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 wait stop. It's got stop. all the feels. Queer Eye? Wait, I, Queer Eye is an emotional show? Yes. It's, oh my God, they, it's a makeover show that changed people's lives. It's like Dr. Pimple Popper, my 600 pound life. You, you go. I've never the... cried at either of those two references. Okay. Well, maybe I've got some issues <laughs> that need working like, out. That pimple was so big. That pimple was so big. He's changing lives, Sarah. And so is Karamo. I promise you that you should really be watching Queer Eye. And the last season was filmed in Austin. So maybe you'll run into them. Maybe they're wow. filming again. The synchronicities are hard to ignore. It's exactly okay. So, so Karama was there shocked that you don't know who he is a legend, but anyway, um, of course it ended up just being some random people taking their photos. Nobody else was in the movie okay. theater, unknown musician. I was like, Oh, this was just an excuse to have another musician always, but you're calling it. No, a movie I tonight. actually think we just know now more than anything that all the companies are just conglomerates. And it's like, Oh, ABC we, is in bed with like, who, like whoever right. the, the big grandfather popcorn, company big this theater. record label and this theater and the abc like yeah. etc et cetera, et cetera. And, and mcdonald's and aquafina or whatever but yeah. if i had to like go on this date with cameras following me anyway and we show up to a red carpet day and they're taking pictures of us 
like Rachel, Rachel, Zach, Zach. And then you see on the, you see on the, they're doing tons of marquees this season. Rachel is just getting marquee blasted. Every episode, we got a Rachel and someone marquee. I don't know if she wrote somewhere her deepest, darkest dream was to be in films or something, but they are giving her that gift every fucking episode. And mm-hmm. last episode, it backfired because we're like, Rachel and Jordan aren't going to work out, right? But this time we saw it again. So when you get out of the car and you realize that they're just there, like, pretending to be paparazzi and you're like posing at that point and i'm not a suicidal person but i that that i would might want to kill myself that is like i feel like that's like so embarrassing to even just be like yeah yeah oh you're here to shoot me it's like they're just like all paid actors here to give you some bullshit experience they go into the theater they're the only ones there i would have been so fucking pissed yeah, and she even was like so excited. She's like, I've never been to a movie premiere before. And I was like, Oh my god, that was so yeah. cute. She was so excited about that. And like, yeah. you're gonna like you you're kind of famous now. Like you'll be fine. Like it was like a cute moment. And then it's that like, why like, do you, like, you still like, haven't been to one? Okay, I was from the top down, this episode is like heartbreaking all around because it's like, right, why are the producers <laughs> yeah. setting them up to get rejected every step of the way? No bachelor or bachelorette in history has ever been rejected more than these two have on every single show. So right, even at the top of the show, we have Rachel like, I'm so excited. I've never been to a movie premiere and it's like, and you still haven't is right. Sorry, Rach. This is actually a pit of dreams. The dreams go to die. <laughs> So emotional. The whole, I mean, the whole episode was so emotional. So, so that's generally what goes on. They have, they have great chemistry and they get really emotional together watching these, like they, the, the producers pick the perfect guy to do this with, with her with. They go to the theater. They're the only ones there. So special, so neat. And then the lights go down and it shows home movies of them. Home movies of Rachel then home movies of Zach, then a message from Rachel's mom, who's actually yes. adorable. I cannot believe she's married to that mob boss. But the whole thing is extremely emotional. Yeah. And like, it works for both of them. Like it could have gone so wrong and been so awkward, but like it really works somehow. Yeah. They have a great like killer makeout, which is an interesting way to respond to like video messages from your mothers, and, like pictures of each other in childhood. But like, I believed it. You know what I mean? Like, I really think that did turn them both on and like, like turn them into each other. So like, that was beautiful. So funny. So what is the astral for our boy Zachy? Is a boom. Leo sun. Ooh. And this upcoming new moon, everybody come to the moon. You'll link will be in the description or at the moon. You'll on Instagram. So he is a, he's an eight degree Leo sun with a boom. 28 degree uh uh aquarius room aquarius moon but what i want to say is i want to say something loud and clear we don't have a time when the moon is at 28 degrees that means that based on the time of like like so if i pulled up this chart for 5 p.m right i would venture to say that the moon would be in pisces and based on this episode i have a high degree of certainty that he yeah. is a Leo sun, Pisces moon, not Aquarius moon. But right now, if you do just like the noon of that day, it is at noon on that day. Actually, in, in fact, because we know that it's noon on that day, I we know that the moon changes signs that night. So mm-hmm. I, my guess, I, I, I'm going on a limb here, but I want, Zach, if you're listening, please get your birth time from your mother. I would bet you my life. 
that he was born in the evening because this guy is screaming Pisces moon. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And because that would be so compatible with Rachel and they had such a sappy, soggy night together. In fact, out of curiosity, and just because for like for the rest of this, let's just make some assumptions here and just just so we remember him correctly, let, let, let's give him a nighttime chart and just see what happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there we go. Okay. So now at least we have, I, that just feels right to me. I, I just want to say, based on his, there is no way an Aquarius moon would have been weeping in the theater, looking at baby pictures of himself and Rachel. There's no way. That is so the antithesis no. of what an Aquarius moon would do. I know this man was born at night. I know that he's a Pisces moon. Yeah. And, and the Leo and Aquarius combo, it just, that doesn't ring true for me with this at, guy at all. At, but the Leo Pisces combo does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not fully seeing the Leo, but it, it, okay. Here's where I see the Leo, right? The photos when they were getting their photos taken and he leaned all the way into that <laughs> moment where a lot of guys would have felt awkward, would have been weird. He was like, no, like gave her the shine. Like, like, yeah, he, he had that moment down. Like only a Leo could. Well, and I also think, you know, Leo at its best, and remember to just keep in mind as we, as we listen, Gabby's also a Leo moon. Yes. Leo at its best is like the biggest heart, the most expressive love. It is like love. It is like who you, it's, I wrote it in the post for the, to promote the renewal. It's who you are before the world messes with you. It is just like, I want to be a ballet dancer. I want to be a football star. It's like the part of me that just like, I love you. It's, I love you. The you best know version of Leo is I fucking love you. And I, and it's childhood. And so for, for him seeing all those childhood shots for a Leo son, he's like my golden years. Here's an association that I think I've made subconsciously in my brain a lot that I haven't like, well, or sort of have, but like it's Gryffindor. What? And like what? Harry Potter is a Leo and actually has the same exact birthday as our boy Zach, July thirty first. Wait, 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 like Harry Leo... or Harry or Daniel? No, no, Harry Potter. Like How in do you the know? book, I don't even remember. Wait, I wow, wow, wow. No, this is an incredible thing that you know this because who? What other podcast is letting you know that Zach has the same birthday as Ari? Yeah, I mean it's, it's crucial amazing, information. Casey. Thank you. You are a Gemini. <laughs> Yeah, but like JK Rowling is a Leo. So she made Harry Potter a Leo. So I think also Gryffindor in general is a Leo. It's Leo. Like it's bravery. It's love. It's being a little stupid about it. Like confident enough to like be weird Hermione and be weird. And then they fall in love. Like Hermione and and Russell. What was his name? What was the Ron? Ron. Like their love. Like, yeah. I love that. I, I've never thought of it, but that's, I can't believe, you know, that Zach, what a coincidence that Zach and Ari have the same birthday. And in fact, you're right. Gryffindor and JK Rowling, Leos. And we're about to have a Leo new moon. Wow. Shoot. <laughs> An Shoot. education in Leo, whether you like it or not, that is the cosmos. The cosmos are the ultimate producers. The ultimate producers. Remember at the beginning of last season we couldn't figure out what her rising sign was do we have her time now or no we could look for next week i haven't like updated my right i guess what you're saying is like she's actually more of a star now that she might have updated her astro with yeah that's a great question i mean it's interesting i i wouldn't be surprised actually if she was also a pisces rising 
Like even seeing all those baby pictures of her where she's like a brunette. Yeah, I I think I think her moon was like between Scorpio and Sag or her rising, but how would we have known her rising? No, no, no. Her moon is pretty. I believe here we go. No, her moon is. Oh, oh, I see. Her moon is at the late degree of Libra. It could be a Scorpio, but I do. I get a Libra. I get a Pisces Libra energy from her totally. So maybe we were just guessing her rising sign. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't find. I can't find the time right now. So anyway, we'll find that. We'll we'll keep working on that. But um, just I I have she. She strikes me as a Libra moon. Yeah. Yeah. I would get that. Okay. Oh, so okay, wait, but that's the same kind of thing though. And aren't you learning? Right. Late degree moons. If you don't have a time, it could always be the next sign too. And it depends on the time of day. Yeah. But if she was a leap, if she was a Scorpio moon, she would be much more intense. Yes. Like she's yes. very much just like, I hope someone likes me whereas if she was a scorpio moon she'd be like i want someone who's gonna die for me well here but here's where it got weird today which i was gonna get to at some point but since this is coming up she what was weird to me was at the end when she was like this was literally supposed to be us taking the power back like and she's like if i get rejected one more time i will leave and it's like rachel like you're only supposed like if you have even one guy that you love in this, it's not worth doing that, but you're making it all about power. And that is what scares me for her because I think that's a very natural, especially if you have Scorpio in your chart, but like a very natural reaction to like when someone rejects you and takes your power away that you then become obsessed with power. Like I've been there. I like did that for a while back in the day. Casey's a Scorpio rising. Yeah, I'm Scorpio rising, so it, it checks out. And I think I have a couple other planets in Scorpio as well. So it, it can it can be rough, but like but like the I'm concerned That's interesting, though. Like it's how it, they, obsessed she is with power in this. Well, episode. so it's like so two things. One, if you look at it from a Libra perspective, it I would think of it like we're here to like when she's saying take back our power, because like really it's just take back our power from Clayton. Yes. who hurt them you know so in that way it's like looking for balance but right in general power and power struggles are a very Scorpio game I will say that the one thing that Desi and I both so when we were watching this scene okay spoiler alert there's a cocktail party that happens right before the rose ceremony and all of the guys who are hanging out with Gabby are there just to let her know that they like Rachel okay and you know, they didn't do it in a particularly kind way. Like, it's one thing to say to Gabby, I like Rachel. It's another thing to say to Gabby, I like Rachel and I don't like you. And it's like, yeah, unnecessary. (laughs) The first part of the sentence covers it. You can just say, I'm, I want, I don't even, the producers must have just lined them up and been like, let's create some television. Everybody go tell Gabby you don't like them because then the rose ceremony was like a total flip-flop of that so it's like oh you fucking assholes like you know what's what and who's who but okay 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 but like I I honestly think like people could be dumb enough to make that mistake on their own because like it's an awkward situation and sometimes in awkward situations you just keep trying to fill the silence but it was such a pile-on there was literally yeah there was like three the whole cocktail party was Rachel making out with Avon not Ivan Avon right Avon or something on the field Avon Avon yeah 
who I think has no shot, but whatever. Avon's on the field making out there. And then there's just, they did, they did three sequential conversations where Gabby is like kindly sitting there, like getting ready to talk to the guys. And they all gear up to tell her they like Rachel. That there's no way that the guys that liked her weren't like, I want to spend time with her. The fact that these people yeah. are who she ended up sitting or the, who they were sending into the Gabby room, they were like, let's well, just always trash her. That's always that's saw, always saw. So. But, but yeah. I do get the sense that that's what it was. I mean, like, she was fucking upset. And I, would- I think the producers, I think the producers said, if you don't want to be with someone, now is a good time to say it. I don't think they told the guys to tell her that they didn't like her, but I think they told them, if you don't like someone, you should tell them. And by the way, Rachel's going to be tied up with this guy the whole episode. So she's not going to hear it from anyone. Gabby's going to hear it from all her guys because she's going to like, we're, we're going to feed them right to her. And then, you know, then at, suddenly at the rose ceremony, it's going to turn out that all these guys are there for Gabby. Yeah, and Rachel I mean, had no idea. And that was the other thing. I was annoyed when Rachel was like, yeah, but when it happened to you, it was private. It was like, girl, there was a camera there. Like, it's not, it's not any different. It was also devastating when it happened to Gabby. Bro, none of this shit is private. Yeah. And no, it's nothing like, is private. You're on a reality TV show. And okay. So the one thing Desi and I agreed on, we were watching when Gabby told Rachel what she had been through, there was just a little hint in Rachel's eye of I love this I don't (laughs) think she was I don't think she loved it and I and all those guys went home except for the one sort of hot one by default at the end but like I feel like Rachel was like wow that is so fucked up and low-key she was like I'm in not insecure anymore fellas you know like I think she needed that I mean but here's the thing right what you're saying as soon as she lost it and it was on the other hand she did not have like sympathy for like she she was like this sucks this is like she's so easily it's the Pisces she's like so easily swayed in either direction Pisces and Libra that's why I think she's a Libra yeah because she was a Scorpio moon she'd be more hardcore she isn't hardcore yeah you're not hardcore unless you live hardcore and the legend of the rent was way hardcore (laughs) I just feel like see here's the thing what you're saying with the producers what I was trying to scream over you at before and I'm sorry for but 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 I'm sorry, but sorry, but there's a huge difference between if you don't like someone, tell them now versus if you like someone, tell them like it should have been guys coming to Gabby and saying, I choose you. I choose you. I choose you. The fact that even if the advice that they were getting was if you don't like one of them, it's like why air on like glass half empty. Right. Like, right. it's so mean. And it's like, even if they're telling Gabby that they like Rachel, they don't need to throw it. What did that guy with the ponytail that had no shirt on say? If you were the bachelorette, I'd, I'd send myself home. That is like so fucking mean. So intense. So intense. Like, fuck you, dude. Get him out of here. And yeah. what idiots that they think that they're going to, they're going to rip Gabby to her face that she's going to tell Rachel and that they're, that they're going to remain, that Rachel's going to like that they trashed Gabby to her face. Like, are you nuts? Yeah. They're, they're not, they're thinking with their like dicks and not with their balls, you know? Oh, Casey. 
Oh. I didn't come up with that. It was in the Gossip Girl books, which if anybody has read them, they were really juicy and steamy, way too juicy for my 12-year-old self to be reading. But yet there I there I went. But what what a juicy takeaway. Those thank God you read them because I I'm gonna use that. <laughs> I love that. They were they were thinking no, about no. their Yes, yes, yes. So, so let's move on to Eric and Gabby, um, because I'm sure Zach's going to be around, so we can we can dive deeper on him next time. Yes, absolutely. So, so Gabby gets the one on one with Eric, and Grandpa's invited. Unfortunately, why was Grandpa invited? Why was Grandpa invited? I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand. Because they know the crowd loves grandpa, but like, I just wish they had like 10 minutes together before grandpa was introduced into the scene. Cause here's what happened. Like Gabby walked into the room with all the guys. She gave Eric like a half hug and then started talking to all the other guys. I was like, girl, you gotta like pay this man some one-on-one time. And then suddenly grandpa was there and they're doing a sound bath. And it's like, Eric doesn't want this. Like, you know, it's like, you got like, this is a waste of time, precious time. It's a straight up waste. And it's so funny too, because like everyone, I feel like like, the, and like Desi really doesn't watch this show. So like her, it's funny to watch her watch the show because now, now I'm a veteran of the scene. Oh yeah. You know? So now I'm, I'm used to the tricks and the turns that the producers pull, but it's so funny because Desi's watching and she's like, everyone's upset on this show all the time. <laughs> she's like, I've never seen a show. She's like, this is abusive. These girls are having a horrible time. Like, this is so fucked up to be like, just every scene is them weeping and being triggered by these external circumstances that are just like literally there to fuck with them. And it's like, right. Okay. So grandpa, it was grandpa's date and Eric and Gabby were just on it. In fact, they ended up going bowling and grandpa, who was he on a date with? They just some found chick? some random woman who was not random. She was definitely planted by the producers because like. It, it's like the whole thing was actually it's here's the thing, though. I want to say Grampy's great on television. And this could it's like maybe Gabby's actual purpose isn't to find love on ABC's The Bachelor or The Bachelorette's. But in fact, it's just to actually get grandpa doing his life's work to be a TV star because grandpa's made for TV. But this date was about grandpa. Don't get it twisted. And he actually ended up leaving with some old lady chick. He had the best date of the show. Oh, yeah. And she was a catch. I mean, she was bowling. She was out there. I will say the one time that Eric, he did like one funny like bowl between his legs and got a strike and he walked out and I was like, that was kind of hot. Very sexy. But that's where I, yeah. like, I pray to God that the producers are not just like, they wouldn't be that kind to to make that up, I guess. Like, no, it's very sexy right. to be like, oops, I did it again. Strike. Even when I'm being silly, strike. Like that, it, it takes a certain athletic prowess to be able to get a strike even when you're being silly. You're talking to someone who actually was cut from the JV bowling team in high school. Oh, no. And it still feels... Yeah, it feels fresh. Um, it feels fresh. I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to bowl anymore. Um, I, it, it hurt. It hurt. I yes. struck out. Yes, we can unpack. We can unpack Bowl. that. Yeah, another time. Maybe another time. <laughs> yeah. But, but okay. So, but, but I do think I. Okay, so why was Grandpa there? In retrospect, now that I've no now that goddamn I'm reason at all coming off the app. What is that? No reason at all. Well, here's the thing. What I'm realizing is, again, these tricky producers, these slippy, tricky ricks, 
they just wanted to trigger Gabby's emotional instability by reminding her that she actually has a bad family life. Could be. Could, you know, because like otherwise literally why is grandpa there? Yeah. They could have just had a date. Right. And that's what was annoying because she had such a bad day like early prior to that. Right. And it was like, I just want to like see her have like, like Desi said, like now I'm thinking about it. I just want to see this girl have a little fun for like a moment. Like Not just allowed. give her and Eric a nice date. Like, but you know what else? Maybe they can see that Eric seems like a front runner because he does. He seems like a front runner. Oh, absolutely. Like, he's been like, I feel like he's low key been the star of the show so far. Yeah. And I think they're like, shut it down, shut it down now. So that like, just like if she finds her man from the beginning, we could have a Claire Crawley situation. Oh. It's like, we got to delay, delay, delay. So that's what they did today. And then I'm, and then we go to their dinner date and he's like, yeah, my parents are still together. It's beautiful. That's what I want. Blah, blah, blah. Triggered, fully triggered. triggered. And you have to wonder, did, like you said, did grandpa trigger that? Did some producer bring it up ahead of time? Cause she seemed to really just be like, Oh God, he's got a good home life. This is terrible. And it's like, listen, just because someone's parents are still married does not mean that they are gonna not want to be with you because you have like your parents are divorced. Like that's Bro, not how it's it works. best case scenario. You do not want two people with devastated home lives to come together and just trauma bond with each other. Like the fact that right. he actually is someone who has a relatively healthy concept of marriage is all she could hope for. It's such good news that he has a that he has parents who love each other. I mean it, yeah, it's it's but that's such it a good didn't... lesson. It's such a good reminder though that like when you're triggered and you're in your stuff, like the the lens with which you take in inform it's like like for her to be triggered by nothing but good news is that is like like class Dark. one, like like projection one oh one. Like what's the opposite like, of rose colored glasses? Like right, it's actually a, it's just true. Yeah, like then that it was really hard to watch. Like it's just watching someone's anxieties just like ruin a good time to the point like she goes, Am I too broken for anyone to love? Like, no, but you're making it that way. Like you're in control of this. And you're and I think she also was like, I'm starting to wonder if I'm the right person to be doing this. It's like we're not handing you the nuclear codes. We're not right. we're not electing you president. Like it's we're just okay. gonna help you find a boyfriend. Like, you deserve a boyfriend, yeah. Gabby. You yeah. deserve a boyfriend. It's not that deep. Also, okay. like I know, let's let's say let's have a date where Gabby goes to the actual comedy club and hangs out with actual comedians. I will show you broken people, Gab. In fact, right. Gabby is like such a strong person when you actually have, instead of just making jokes and remaining living in the house of your toxic mom, you actually like Gab- what Gabby has gone through and, and to, to actually choose to separate from your alive mother who is emotionally abusive it takes so much strength. Like yes. that is real work. That is real. That takes real self-love and real inner work. And it actually doesn't make you broken. You're not broken. Your mother is broken. And you actually Mm -hmm. took every single step along the way, not only to heal, but to now get on TV to find a boyfriend. You're ready for this kid. Yeah. Goddamn. I feel like it's probably just the whole process is like breaking down her energy. It's a lot of, it's a lot day to day. She shouldn't have gone and surprised the guys at the house. She should have just had a me day. Another 
good lesson when we're having those down days. And then we're just like, I just need something external. Some boy yes. pay attention to me, husband, I'm crying. Pay attention to me. You can't do it. Don't, don't use Dan for that. Casey, don't use him for that. You're just because you're married, right. you're still responsible for your emotional well being. He cannot save you. Oh, that's such a good lesson. Message. Like if she just took that time, journaled, lit a candle, took a bath, get a pedicure. State. Yeah, yeah. Get a petty. She would have showed up to this date like fresh as a daisy and been like, Eric, shove your tongue down my throat and like, <laughs> let's just freaking make out in the bowling alley like a couple of teens. Okay. But the good news is after she had her full on nervous breakdown, weep city, weep state, let's assume she was on her period. He was so loving. And that is by far the sexiest makeout of the season yet. Now, actually, Mm -hmm. to be fair, I felt that Zach and Rachel's makeout was also very sexy because they were both like very weepy. And you know, I love a weepy man. So they were both very weepy and And a weepy makeout, I'm sure. I mean, a weepy makeout is great because then if you get a little snot in there, no one even knows. I'm a little bit congested. (laughs) But like, he did that thing where he like, they like put their like foreheads to each other. And then instead of kissing like right away, like Mario style, they were like, "Eh, eh," and they're like, Again, like, I don't know. There was a lot of like teasing within the, the weepy kiss, which I love. Yeah. Like a cat. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my God. Just like a cat. You know, when your cat just like really wants their cheek, like to be stimulated in that one spot, that's like what like, was going on. No, that's actually <laughs> such a good analogy. That's yes. He was doing a little bit of a cat right here, right here with me. And, the, and they were yeah. just uh, uh, lapping it up. Now, <laughs> now with Gabby, she was like, I'm just the imperfect bachelorette. To be, to be a self-proclaimed imperfect bachelorette is mentally fucking ill, but I forgive her. Everyone's imperfect on this show. Are you kidding me? This, this show is full of train wrecks, Gabby. Relax, okay? Yeah, read and- the room. Read the room, okay? I mean, I, I won't even get. I was about to give examples. I won't even get into it. it goes, on and on and on and on. The bottom line is, he comforted her such a sexy way. The makeout was. I thought they were gonna fuck right then and there. And that's a question I have for you, as a longtime viewer. Would it be possible for them to fuck that night? Um, I think they could, but it screws things up. She needs to then continue in the process. If I was a betting woman, based on the because then she's like, I just want to sit on your lap I can't get close enough to you I want to get close to you yeah. he was like holding her back and like rubbing her back and the makeout she just kept like straddling him harder I was like this is the sexiest kiss of any bachelor or bachelorette season or paradise I, this was the best kiss of the franchise in, as far as I've seen so far yeah I would have to dig deep to say about the franchise completely but I agree. right you thought yeah you that's a, that let us know next week if you think of any better kiss Right, right, right. But we suffer through a lot of really crappy kisses on this show. And you hope you get to the ones that are truly just a joy to watch. I hope we don't see Gabby and Mario kiss again. Right. right. I don't want to see it. I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. It was four for four. Too too bad, bad, bad. Stop, bad, bad. I just didn't like the vibe. This kiss, this This kiss. <laughs> on what was it? like commercial break no but i just i just thought it was hot yeah it was hot it was hot genuinely hot yeah so last week we were talking about how like nate had that style i gotta say our boy eric uh, just he's got nothing except the hair but the hair is to is carrying the lot. load because it's, it's like, a lot yeah like who would he be without that hair a little no. bit boy 
boring, but yeah, you throw yeah. the hair in there and he's a contender, you know, it's like, this is like becomes a thing. So I got to guess this man's got a Leo moon or a Leo sun, but I think Leo moon, cause I'm hoping, cause then he'll be really, really good for Gabby. And, it, but he could be a Leo. I, I don't know. Then I would say sun sign we go. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some air. I don't know. Okay, tell me. Ba, 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 ba. <gasps> Do you see what I see? I see. Do you I see, see what I see? Twin twins. Some twins. They have oh. same sign that almost exactly <laughs> the same degree. The almost the same exact sun degree. So what are these? Okay, all of these symbols that they have similar. What sign is that? Capricorn. Yeah. <gasps> Oh my God. They have this. Okay. They both have the sun, some little trident looking thing. This is Neptune. <gasps> okay. So they both have Neptune. <gasps> and Uranus. Enough, wait, wait, wait. This is kind of crazy. It's okay. kind of crazy because they're not born the same years, actually. Oh my God. So this is actually way more romantic than it, than, than it needs to be. And, and I like it a lot. Okay. Okay. Tell us just how many planets they both have in Capricorn. So we have... Eric is born January 7th. Gabby's born January 2nd. What does this oh mean? God. Their sun signs are almost exactly the same. Eric's chart, he also has his Mercury there. What does this mean? Wow. This means that there is a part of him that's actually able to process and communicate all of this. I mean, Uranus, electricity, chaos, like out of nowhere something and then neptune making things confusing kind of foggy but also like ethereal romantic other level inspiring if anybody doesn't watch the show but but you want to just google just like gabby eric uh one-on-one from this past week and watch him calm her down okay because Mm -hmm. that's where his mercury becomes super apparent where he's like as a Capricorn Mercury on all of our crazy discombobulated like is this fate is this what is this what he was actually able to like stand firmly in it and just rub her back and make out with her like I think they're gonna fuck right after this right now Gabby also has her Venus and her Saturn now Gabby's Venus and her Saturn are conjunct which is kind of hard I mean It's not that it's hard, but it means that love and beauty and romance and like the divine feminine attraction quality in her comes with a lot of like when she's going, I'm too broken for this show. I'm so hard to love. No, you're not hard to love, Gabby, but love is really serious for you because you were abused by your mom. Okay, so Gabby has her Saturn and her Venus conjunct in Capricorn as well, but his Mercury is in Capricorn. So he can actually speak to her heart here. He can actually help make sense of this confusion that she feels torn between passion and then just sort of obsession with confusion and self-hate and whatever. Now, we also have an incredible conjunction between Gabby's Mercury and his North node so his fate and we're talking like look at this okay so her mercury's at 23 sag his north node 21 sag that's an almost exact conjunction between his fate and her mercury so her being like for example when you listen to like uh 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Like, if you ever listen, if, if you go back and listen to the Petito episode of the Space Trash podcast, where Molly and I don't really talk about Petito, but we do debate the value or problem with glamorizing and obsessing over murder cases in whatever way. One of the things that I talk about is how I watched the forensic astrologer and she is somebody who's actually hired by police. I can't even believe that this is not more of a thing or at the very least a TV show, but she is an actual astrologer who uses a system called horary astrology. If anybody's interested in timing stuff or sort of um, like, so, so horary astrology, like you can ask questions of horary astrology. So when you use horary astrology, for example, for like missing persons cases, you can take the date of the moment that that person was reported missing, lay it into a chart with a, f- a couple of other factors and sort of get, th- so this woman is, is someone who actually gets hired, like as a consultant by police all the time to find missing people based on the fact that she is a a forensic astrologer. I'm obsessed with her. Forensic astrologer, if you're listening, if you do a class, I will take it. I'm so fascinated. But when she talks about like dead bodies or missing people or whatever, she uses Mercury as the like character, if that makes any sense. Mm. So even though the sun is your I am presence and the moon is what's really going on inside, Mercury is how you show up, communicate and process information. And it is like Hermes, Hermes, LOL, is the god of communication, but it was known as the god that sort of connected the realms of the underworld and the the above as above so below it was sort of this messenger of the gods energy so we have her mercury the way that she is showing up communicating in that sagittarian way which is like messy but real and true and big and honest bringing him into his north node his fate there is a faded the fact that they're not born during the same years but they have such look at the alignment in this chart i was thinking just wondering like what the astrology of the past week or even month has been that has led to everything kind of under delivering in Mm. my life personally now we did on the at the last moon you all desi and i pulled a tarot card together which we got the tower you crossed oh thanks i didn't do much perfect card perfect yeah no no exactly and and it just worked for i feel like both of us and like many people that were there at the time like just pull that's how it goes though that's what it is that's why it's like don't think too hard about like how do i become it's like just play yeah you just you just do it but so that's what I'm just wondering, because like, for example, this week I was moving. I went to U-Haul to pick up my reserved U-Haul. 
it was gone. They gave it away. <laughs> That's what? Yeah. yeah. Apparently you only like, I reserved it for the whole day, but if you don't show up within the hour, they'll just give it to the next person. Which okay, I think so then why would anybody reserve it ever? Well, so that, you know, you have a truck to move in. Yeah. But it's like, it, 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 there's nothing more stressful than moving day. Right. Like a one hour window to get there when you know that for the right. most part, people that are pre-scheduling this are moving and stress the fuck out. Exactly. You might as well count on people not showing up. Who shows up within the hour on moving day? On moving day. Exactly. So, so anyway, so that happened. Then like, we didn't realize that to go over the Ben Franklin bridge in a U-Haul, right? For a normal car, it costs $5. For a U-Haul, it costs 15 would you believe we had $14 in cash? It was a whole thing. But this is what I'm saying. It's just like <laughs> under, like these situations are under delivering. But then at the same time, I'm thinking the common thread is also me and Dan. And so are we the problem? And that's what I'm curious about as far as the horoscope goes. No, you are not the problem. But when we're talking about Pluto energy, we are talking about like faded, but painful breakdowns in power and power structures, right? Mm. Oh, fuck. Wait, one more thing. I do have to plug my computer. I don't know if you just saw my message, but hang on one second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plug it in, plug it in. Plug it in, plug it in. Oh my God, hold on. Charmin. Oh my God, wait, one sec, one sec. Was it Charmin? Charmin? Um, Wasn't it Charmin? Rub it in, rub it in. Maybe not. No, it was plug it in, plug it in. Oh yeah, it's like sense. I don't know why I'm showing toilet paper in my ass like it's a fucking theme song. My bad. No, that's cha-cha-cha. Charmin Ultra. Ultra poops. So Okay, okay, we gotta gotta start wrapping this up for sure. But the bottom line is, in March of 2023, Pluto will move into Aquarius. It will do a brief dance backwards during 2023, but then it'll move forward again. And basically from 2023 for the next fucking 10 years plus, Pluto will be in Aquarius rocking pulling out the roots of the bullshit side of technology the bullshit side of QAnon, reddit welfare social services everything that is pretending to be power to the people but it's actually not will be so really don't hold on to your money people use it wisely now but money's fake and especially if it's in crypto the important thing about crypto is that it showed us what money actually is which is just consensus. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because we all agree that it has a value, but until it doesn't have a value. Yeah, and then don't it's get like- too excited about like, like the fact that Dan's in finance, but he has so much Aquarius in his chart is a really good thing. Oh, that's good. Because it's like, it's not about like crypto or dollar bills. It's about understanding that the nature of money is nothing other than agreed upon trade value. Yes. Okay. And at the moment, there's a gross gap in who has the money and the people. And that is not going. That's why community is currency. Creativity is currency. Your resilience is currency. The moonule is currency. Connection is currency. Money is made up as is Bitcoin. It doesn't, it's not worth anything unless we all agree that it is. Definitely. Anyway, that's what it is. I do think Gabby and Eric have a shot. Now, again, just real quick, we don't have a time. So both of them have moons at relatively early degrees. Gabby does very much seem like 
a Leo moon. I will double check between apps. It's possible, I guess, that she's a late degree cancer moon, but I don't think she is. I think she's a Leo moon as fuck. Now, Eric, with this chart, using the noon time, is a cancer moon, but he could also be, and I will double check this, a Gemini moon. So between between apps, because we do have to go, I know you have a job. I will I will test whether their moons change based on time of day and get back to you. But either yeah. way, this is an unbelievable Capricorn grouping here. And I love to see it. Regardless of the time of birth, his North Node is on her Mercury. She is here as her, her being. That's what I'm saying in the forensic astrologer. She's representing the person that brings him towards his life's purpose. And just knowing that is dope. Anytime you see North Node conjunctions with a personal planet, there's something faded going on, period. Wow. Okay. I mean, I already thought Eric was the guy for her, but now I I really think he's going to win. I actually think he's just the, I think he's obviously it. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, and poor Nate, I mean, he's head over heels. Nate's going to crush on a paradise. Yeah. For sure. That kind of style needs a few seasons on this franchise. Yes. And they haven't had like a, a dad be the bachelor in a while. And I think it they could right. they could do that. I would love him. He because he he does, he is so kind. I mean, I loved what he said. So there was this group date where they like did a photo shoot and it was like the guys are pregnant. And we're fucking birthing a meatball or whatever. <laughs> and he was so classy like I felt like the way whatever the questions they were asking him in the confessional were the fact that we were hearing from him just like I wasn't jealous at all the mm-hmm. fact that Gabby was smiling and happy was like made me so happy I just thought what a, what a cool dude what a self-assured cool person I know I wish she just gave him the rose on that date but I know right I know I, that was the only thing that Gabby but but you know what he's there for real for real Gabby was making a statement, which is like, fuck you. <laughs> I know, but Nate didn't deserve that. I was like, just give it to freaking Nate. Like, this is that's a, this is what's annoying me about both of them. It's like, you know, when you like go to your friend's birthday party and like some other friend like flaked at the last minute and then your friend whose party it is just won't stop talking about the person that's not there. And you're like, bitch, I drove 45 minutes to get here. Like, oh my God, yeah. I like took a flight to come see you and like, you won't stop talking about the person you're who's not, not appreciating here. me. Wow. That's. A great analogy. This is what annoyed me about both of the girls this episode is I'm just like, you are here in this right now. Every single guy does not bow down to you. You need to just pay attention to the ones that do and appreciate them and enjoy that. But instead they're like, well, you know, Meatball didn't like me. So now I'm upset. Like Tino likes you. Who cares if Meatball likes you? You don't like Meatball either. Come on it's the same conversation that we're having even related to like how to tell Gabby you like Rachel. You don't have to like focus on how you don't like Gabby to tell her that you like Rachel. Like the whole franchise, what it's riding on is just like playing on the collective patterns and insecurity where it's like, yes, focus on the fear, focus on the drama, focus on the, like focus on what's upsetting you, like focus on the problem. And it's like, no, this actually doesn't need to be so like like even with the rose ceremony i guess we can wrap it up with this the rose ceremony at the end of this episode was some of the most painful reality television i've ever fucking seen okay so basically what they said was like gabby and rachel are both not happy with the way this is going 
fair enough. So from now on, no, not, not even though. Here's the thing. We had the question at the beginning of this season, like how are they going to do it? What do the producers have up their sleeve? And I think what we're finding out is that the producers have nothing up their sleeve other than to let this train wreck crash and to basically say, hey, you guys take the power back. You're the conductors. And then they realize that they're driving Amtrak and they don't know what any of the fucking control would mean in the fucking control room. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so they basically were, so the way that they made it seem was like they were upset about the fact that Gabby spent a whole cocktail party getting dumped by people that she doesn't even know their last names and they would like to clarify who is here for who and who is on what journey with who right I would assume that Gabby and Rachel then had conversations leading up to the big Rosa Momo no we didn't get Mm -hmm. a really good nickname going but we could try later we just working on it but they didn't we assume that they got prepared for the rose ceremony and said, okay, I like this guy. You'd like that guy. Let's, 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 let's parcel out our teams now. But as they went through the rose ceremony, they basically re- like flip it and reverse show the Gabby hate pile on then was switched to Rachel. And as she gave out rose after rose after rose, they were like, actually, I need to be totally honest. I like Gabby more. Or I have a connection with Gabby. Anybody who did that on either side, except for that one last hot guy at the end because he had one rose left and there was really no options, was going to leave. Because it's like, yo, man, yo, man, you don't know either of these girls. Unless you yeah. have a hard stance, I like you, and you led with I like you, not led with I don't like you, you're good. Exactly. But the guys who like, like, even if you like Gabby and you join team Rachel, you're still there. It's the fucking reality TV show with obviously no rules. Give me a fucking break. Like, you know what I mean? Like nobody knows what's going on. I think they've made that abundantly clear. Yeah. And, and the most savage part of it all was Jesse, the host taking Rachel's roses away. What is he going to go do with those roses? Oh my god! Oh my god! Wait! If you haven't watched, tell the people what the fuck went down. So he was just like, like once one of the guys rejected Rachel, he was like, "Okay, guys. So I need to explain since this has never happened before. I need to take these ro- this rose from Rachel." And then he like came and took everyone after. And for her to get dumped on a night when her hair looked that flawless. I think she looked so good. No, everyone was like, sorry, Charlie. I don't like you. I'm holding out for Gabby, who I've never actually spoken to. No, they, they, they like balance was achieved. But then for Rachel, side note, though, even though it fucking sucked, for that, for Rachel not to go, oh, I don't give a fuck. Gabby went through this last night. Like that's what yes. the, the insulation of like, now I'm hurt again is like, Rachel. Yeah. Like be cool. This is worse than it was for you. Like, yeah. Right. You weren't actually just trying to connect with guys and on your one night, like one big date night, just getting told that you were at least like with Rachel, they just said, I prefer Gabby. Gabby was right. getting fucking slammed by jersey shore august wave after wave after she cannot stand by the end of it she was like i can't give anybody a rose i don't even know if i want to live they were fucking trashing her she got i was you're rough around the edges 
I would leave if it were you. And then what was the other one that they said that was like, um, I don't remember. The, the other guy, like all three guys though, came in hot with some mean ass criticism. The one guy was like, obviously you're smoking. <laughs> <laughs> like thanks guy well the vibe was like they all seemed like they were like specifically friend zoning her like they all were like you're obviously funny you're obviously the funny chick and it's like why don't fuck you fuck you fuck you exactly fuck you (laughs) just say you like rachel don't trash me and don't like act like i'm gonna be heartbroken about this that's what makes it worse right we don't know who any of you are this is like day two yeah Ah, ridiculous. Okay, I think that about uh, that about does it for it. Was a really good episode. I think we were on the edge of our. We were screaming. I mean, that's why Dazzy was like getting really upset. Then she's like, "Fuck the producers." She's from Bolivia. She's fucking litty. She's like, "Fuck the producers. Fuck this. It's always women against women." And then we both like every time the commercial break ended and started, we were both like, (laughs) and like our (laughs) eyes were like inches away from the tiny ant font. Like we were, and then we were listening out loud, like in public, like but like. We were like the minute, like there was no talking during the show. Like we were both. No, you can't. It's like, yeah, that's what's the fucked up thing about the show. It's like three cheers to you, producers. The the worse people you are, the better. It's it, it was a difficult episode, but one of the best I've ever seen. Right, <sighs> right. Goddamn, goddamn. They're good at what they do. And I would just want to say, I do hope these producers do their due diligence. You know, it's similar to the space trash podcast especially the trashler nation edition i do hope they wrap it around what happened with grandpa and the lady from bowling no doubt we gotta know no and we just want to know in general if people still fucking at that age so please educate us oh yeah i think they do really yeah for sure on that note we're going to paris next week let's check out let's check what are the two shows the claim the claim to fame claim to fame and coletti coletti and Kristen. What are, what's the, the actual name? It's called Back to the Beach. On the it's just it's a podcast, but obviously the show is Laguna Beach. I'm so fucking in. What great advice! And if you guys have any love for yourselves, you will come to the Moonual. It's on the Zoom Moonual. anywhere, anytime you can come. It starts at 5 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. It is a Leo new moon. We're gonna do a lot of show and tell. We're gonna do a lot of reclaiming our childhood dreams. You're gonna wanna be there. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. I-O. At the Moonwalk, it's going to be great. Casey, I'll see you Thursday. What do they say in France? C'est trashy. (laughs) Please forgive the sound of, I guess, what is it, like cicadas? I don't know. There's cicadas and then there's like a a boat rudder. Capital Cruise in Lake Austin is about to take off. But I did want to, I would be remiss if I did not actually answer Casey's question because it's a good question for all of us to consider. Okay, so... Casey was like, what was going on in the past few weeks that made everything just so intense? So let's start with last week. What was going on last week? So Casey's moving day was Friday, July 22nd. On Thursday and Friday, uh, July 21st and 22nd, the moon moved into the sign of Taurus, triggering what we are now in, which is basically this this portal of energy all leading up to a culminating conjunction between the north node fate mars warlike mars action work aggression passion fight and uranus sudden change massive shakeups, rebellion out with the old in with the new and that is all happening 
very late in the evening on July 31st into August 1st. And this is gonna be one of those transits. Let's just talk about the 31st and the 1st for a moment. This is going to be one of those transits that is, you will not be able to ignore this transit. It's taking place in the sign of Taurus at 18 degrees. And so first of all, everybody wants to look in their chart. Where is 18 degrees Scorpio, 18 degrees Taurus, 18 degrees Aquarius, and 18 degrees Leo? These are the fixed signs, which means that they are generally stubborn. They don't like change. They don't wanna do things any differently than they have been doing them. And yet, what this conjunction is indicating is a massive shakeup in the area of Taurus that may create some huge cataclysmic breakdown or breakthrough, generally both. I mean, breakdowns are what leads to breakthrough. And if any of my clients out there, breakdown leads to breakthrough, but it will feel like your sense of security, your sense of safety, things that you have been working on in the area of Taurus that have been moving slower than you'd like them to are all of a sudden not only going to come to some kind of a head, where all of a sudden there's speed involved, but it will be in a direction that you couldn't possibly predetermine or, or fully prepare for. On a global level, I think that we can prepare for some kind of a, you know, environmental disaster at the very least, but this is kind of the energy of massive shakeups. Could there be another energy grid failure? I don't know. As I sit here in Texas, I'm thinking about merch. I'm thinking about hand fans. Do we need to all be using hand fans or prepare to be using hand fans for some kind of a massive energy breakdown or energy grid breakdown. Uh, I'm not into fear mongering whatsoever, but if there was any time that I would just stock up on water, stock up on the things that you know that you need to feel secure and safe, this doesn't necessarily mean money because I also think that because this conjunction is happening in Taurus, there is going to be a major shakeup in the global economy as well as the way that we are all relating to our own dollars in the bank. And so let's begin with, you know, Casey's moving day. It's so funny. So last week on Thursday, the 21st, I texted Desi. So Desi drives for a living. She's a professional driver. And so I said to her in the morning on Thursday, I said, hey, you know, watch out for being really frustrated on the road. Watch out for delays, detours. Watch out for road rage. Watch out for, uh, you know, any sort of disruptions in the, like specifically on the roads. I said Thursday and Friday are gonna be just breakdowns of the roads and breakdowns in terms of like wanting to feel like, like, like on Thursday and Friday of last week, you may have been feeling like there was something you needed to do, like perfect in Casey's case, right? She was like, I will be here at this time to pick up my U-Haul. And then because life happens and things take forever, especially when you're moving, you know, you end up moving slower than you'd like to. That's Mars in Taurus. You're, you're moving slower than you want to. And then you bah, 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 miss the U-Haul window, right? So that's one of those things where if Casey and Dan had gotten into some kind of an altercation with the guys at U-Haul, it would not have, it would not have gone in their favor, but because they were easygoing about it, because they sort of went with the flow. Okay. It, it happened a little bit later than they thought. And it was in a different U-Haul than they had reserved. But at the end of the day, they got the stuff in the car. They took the U-Haul over the Ben Franklin bridge. Ah, womp, 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 womp. They were a dollar short. That's okay. Again, very Mars, Taurus, Uranus, uh, north node and now Thursday and Friday the moon was there too 
apropos for Taurus, right? Things in the physical moving slowly and kind of feeling frustrated. And this, it doesn't, it wasn't really an indication of anything other than sort of this precursor to what is building now and what's going to culminate with a huge breakthrough at the end of the month. But it also was just a practice in how do we deal with setback when things don't go as fast as we want them to can we remain cool can we not take it out on other people or get revenge on u-haul or um you know can we not force things how do we take the path of least resistance when we want to be going somewhere fast there's actually nowhere to be thursday and friday's energy were extremely intense the only job last week on Thursday and Friday was to really do your best to just stay out of the drama of the conflict of whatever was disrupted or whatever was trying to go faster than it was able to go. Kind of perfect for Casey's story, right? Then on Saturday, the 23rd, the move moved into Gemini, trying Jupiter, and there was sort of, uh, there was sort of like a fight me energy in this space. Um, the thing you want to look back on this weekend in retrospect, it's like, you know, who's, who was trying to pop off with some bullshit around you? Did you get sucked into drama or arguments or just other people's bullshit that you didn't want to? That would have very much been that, you know, that Gemini moon energy kind of wants to get entangled with people. I always say it. Why is Khloe Kardashian always in the comments? Because she's a Gemini moon. Gemini's moon want to stay in the conversation and, you know, get into the shit and get into the story. And it's like, it would not have been worth it. So I hope that you didn't. And if you did, the question is just who triggered you? What triggered you? What are the things that you felt like you could not hold back or you could not find a sense of restraint around when it came to communicating what was pissing you off or standing up for yourself? And there's a way to stand up for yourself that's like respectful of others. There's also a way to stand up for yourself that's bullshit. As evidenced by our episode, all the guys don't have to tell Gabby what's wrong with them in order for them to say that they like Rachel, right? So just that was sort of what was going on this past weekend. On Sunday, you may have been feeling really good. You may have been feeling like, okay, you know what? Like I'm receiving gifts left and right. And even if they're small wins, I'm gonna take the wins. And and now we're in this current week. So we recorded yesterday on Monday after the episode, the moon moved into cancer. This whole week is massively intense. So that's like a warning for everybody. If you're feeling intense, if you're feeling emotional, if you're feeling nostalgic, if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling in a rut, if you're feeling like fighting, that's normal. Don't fight. But that's that's how you should be feeling. We're basically, I was telling Desi this morning, we're basically in the energy of like, you're standing on what you were told was an inactive volcano, but then like you start to feel it rumbling underneath you. And you might say to the, you might say to the, the guide, uh, are you sure this is an inactive volcano? And the guy's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Why are you being so dramatic? What happened to you when you were a kid? You know, and you're like, okay, but I feel the earth move under my feet, right? This is sort of like pre-volcanic eruption energy. So if you're just feeling like this sort of low-grade sense of instability or frustration or insecurity, that is normal. You are actually aligned. The question we want to be asking ourselves this week is when we are frustrated, when we are emotional, when we are afraid, when we are triggered, can we just let the feelings, like honor the feelings, acknowledge the feelings, but can we let them actually subside before we take any action? Can we actually 
recognize our fears and our triggers and our stuff, if you will, as exactly just that without making it mean that something is actually really wrong or without taking it out on other people or without believing some story that you're actually fucked. You're just, it's like when animals sense that there's a storm coming is sort of, I imagine how this entire week is going to feel. Today is Tuesday, the 26th. Remember, we are in the dark moon phase of the lunar cycle. Everybody should come to the moon on Thursday because Thursday and that new moon on Thursday is going to be a beautiful reset, a beautiful reclamation of of your true voice and, and your true heart-centered goals, desires, personality, right? But Monday, Tuesday of this week are kind of, they're, they're dark moon energy. The moon and Venus are both in Cancer. There might be some feelings of nostalgia. There might be some feelings of insecurity in your gut. What is the difference between abject fear and a gut feeling? You want to really go inward on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week and actually try to understand what that feeling in your gut is trying to tell you. Your gut is always trying to send you messages, right? And and you want to kind of prepare for this new beginning with reverence. You want to do, I highly recommend doing some kind of a, a, a ritual where you burn away your fears or you burn away the past or you burn away people, places, things, situations, scenarios, storylines that you really are ready to let go of. This upcoming conjunction on the 31st into the first with the North Node, Uranus, and Mars, it is going to catapult you out of your comfort zone, whether you like it or not. So in the days leading up to it, you just want to remember that even though it feels easier, safer, more natural to stay in your comfort zone, it will kill you. So you want to challenge yourself to just slowly but surely start to do things differently and prepare for change because it's a coming whether you like it or not. Um, The most important thing about Tuesday, I would say, is just focus on the necessities. Do you have everything you actually need for your survival in the moment? Not what you want, not what you're creating, but can you actually be okay with what you have and work with what you have? You also want to be sure to check in with yourself when you're communicating. Are you actually being your authentic self? Are you actually telling the truth? Are you actually, and that's not to say the truth about like, I feel this fear, therefore that might be true. But the truth about who you are, what it is that you want to be creating, who it is that you want to be creating with, and you want to just make sure more than anything that you don't let your fears or your that feeling of looming anxiety or insecurity trick you into thinking that you're stuck or that something's wrong or that you're fucked or that especially that you're a victim. You are not a victim. It does not matter what has happened to you. Yes, you have been victimized in the past. But at this moment, if you're listening to this podcast, I assume that you are an adult. And the good news is you get to drive the car of your life from here on out. So any kind of victim story that you have pop up this week, you really want to check yourself and actually take radical responsibility for who you're being in your life and for the storyline that is going to play out moving forward. On Wednesday, we have the moon trying Neptune. It's going to be opposite Pluto and Capricorn. Wednesday, there's sort of a feeling of romance, nostalgia. There's sort of almost like the beginning of the day starts with this sort of like rose-colored glasses feels really good. And then again, once the moon actually opposes Pluto from the root, changes, compulsions, obsessions, the breakdown of the structures in our Capricorn society, it's going to bring up fears. So it's going to almost feel, you know, I think Wednesday is going to have the feeling of like a bad trip. And so you want to kind of prepare, or it's going to feel like a trip. 
And if you start to have a bad trip, you want to kind of remind yourself like, well, I mean, I'm on drugs, but instead of I'm on drugs, you want to just say, oh, this is just a moment. This is just the energy of the day. What, because Neptune is involved, what I'm seeing, hearing, feeling, perceiving might not be totally accurate. So it's, it's your responsibility on Wednesday simply to control your anxiety. Again, your victim story is bullshit. You're not a victim and no one's out to get you and you're not fucked or stuck or just going to rot in the place that you are. You have a life ahead that is actually more exciting than you could ever imagine right now. And so you just wanna be practicing all week. How do I manage my anxiety? How do I manage the stories in my head that have me thinking that I'm still in the past or I'm still being victimized or, I'm, or that the fears I feel are true because they're not. Thursday, there's a beautiful new moon in Leo. What is Leo? It's yourself. So that new moon, it's going to be trying Jupiter, which is moving slowly. It's about to go retrograde. So Jupiter in Aries is moving slowly. It's, it's, it's going to move back into Pisces in the fall. But, but when we have a new moon trying Jupiter in the, in the sign of Leo, it's like anything that is expressed is going to be super duper heightened. So the number one thing for this new moon in Leo, if you don't join us at the Moon Yule, which would be insane, link in the description, come through, so fun, donation-based. If you can donate, please do. I prefer to not only pay the exorbitant Zoom bill, et cetera, et cetera, but I prefer to pay everybody that comes and performs. And also uh, in the link for tickets, you will see that there are super duper discounted readings with both myself and my partner, Nicole Razul, AKA Razzie. So it's the only place that you can buy $66 uh, or lower priced one-on-ones with $66 readings or lower priced Zooms or whatever. So definitely check the link out because even if you don't come, it's the only way to buy cheap shit from us. But the most important thing about this new moon is that your self-talk is impeccable. You really want to make sure that the way that you are talking to yourself about yourself, about your dreams, about who you are and what you bring to the table, you want to make sure that you're on your own team. If you need to, if you need to sort of escape a little bit and just not escape, but if you need to sort of shift your energy, you can throw on music, you can go dancing, you can do something fun with friends. But the most important thing is that you are speaking truth to power and you are speaking the most authentic love that your heart can conjure. And you want to really practice visualizing the future that you want to create. How do we manifest? I know you're all fucking tripped up over manifesting. Here's how you communicate with yourself and in turn the universe super fucking clearly. And you act as if, and you feel the feelings that exist in the future that you are creating. And lo and behold, it will materialize. That's just how it works. Jupiter is going retrograde starting on the new moon. And so it's almost like from from May of this year until now, we've moved like full speed ahead in a different direction, in a, in a direction that empowers ourselves and our dreams. But we might have been going a bit too fast and there might have been a lot of lessons that came up for us to learn or that we tried to just bypass. So what we're going to be doing between now and really like January of 2023 is actually integrating those lessons because when when Jupiter moves back into Aries in 2023, there's going to be sort of like a redemption of the things that you're starting over the course of this spring and summer. So what really, what doesn't work now or what isn't working now, you have until 2023, until January of 2023 to clean it up. You specifically want to look in the Pisces area of your chart. What needs to be cleaned up in the late degrees of Pisces that actually can fuel the fire 
in 2023 more. You know, what about your Pisces delusions, uh, creativity, visions, spirituality? What needs to be addressed in the area of Pisces so that when we actually come back to Jupiter moving into Aries, we actually have our spiritual, creative, highest loving selves in harmony and in balance, right? But again, the most important thing is choose your words wisely. The only thing that matters come Thursday is that you are in total alignment with yourself. And if there are people who, when you're being yourself or expressing yourself, are not into the shit that you're saying, great. You need to know that. They're not your people. Let them go. Mercury will also square Uranus. There's going to be some kind of an opportunity that is triggered by this new moon that may cause a breakdown. But again, breakdowns are breakthroughs. Every time there is a problem, it is an opportunity to find a solution. And it's a problem that you were going to have anyway. Problems are not random. Problems are problems because they're uh, problems. So don't ignore the problems. Find solutions to the problems. Friday, the moon is going to be square Mars and Taurus. So you might feel like you're in a rut. You might be on this like high from the new moon and then just be feeling a little bit like, but I don't have control over X, Y, and Z, or I feel stuck or I feel exhausted. It's okay. Just continue to speak passionately about the future that you're creating and simply be responsible for controlling the things you can control and the things you can't control. It's your job to actually practice faith and having faith. If you feel frustrated or in a rut or triggered by this moon square Mars on Friday, again, do not express your anger towards others. Do not get in fights. Do not post asinine shit on social media just to rabble rouse. It's not fucking worth it. It's a waste of your energy. So if you're feeling that energy of fight or of frustration, channel it into something that actually serves you. Use all of that primal energy with intention, and it's going to end up allowing you to put your money where your mouth is. And, and that's the other big thing about this new moon and about Friday and, and the weekend to follow. Leading up to this massive north node, Uranus, Mars conjunction, that only happens once every 32,000 years, okay? This is a big fucking deal. You really want to make sure that you're putting your money where your mouth is. If you are saying that you want to enact certain changes in your life or if you are saying that you want things to be different or that things are that you're doing things to make them different or that you're working with a therapist or a coach or taking class or whatever you better take it fucking seriously because if you're just wasting your your energy your words your money on bullshit this conjunction is going to pull the rug you're, you're gonna actually end up in the fault zone wow no pun intended pretty good but you're going to end up in the fault zone of the earthquake that that starts to you know begin Sunday night and into Monday and we're going to be feeling it you know really through like August 5th. Saturday, Sunday the moon will be in Virgo, so there's sort of like, you know, the moon will start to grow, it will be in the waxing phase. So there's sort of this building light. Virgo, moon in Virgo is the perfect time to start planning, to start actually putting all your ducks in the row, not only for the unexpected future that you cannot control. So you want to make sure that you have all the resources you need, that you're actually, that you're taking care of what you can take care of so that you feel like you are actually on your own team and, and working every day, slowly, diligently, Taurus, but in service of Taurus the things you desire, your stability, the things you value, your value, and having money in the bank, whatever that means for you. 
And then the conjunction that's happening, and you can Google it. There's a ton of shit on YouTube. We're going to talk about it a lot at the Moon Yule. So again, get your tickets. It's going to be great. The exact conjunction is happening very early in the morning on August 1st. It's like midnight on August 1st. This is a accidental breakthrough moment. There's going to be sudden, unexpected changes that actually begin the game of our lives. We don't even know what we're getting into yet. We don't really know what we can expect, but we do know that change is a coming. So really, take a look at the Taurus area of your chart. Where is there work that needs to be done? And where are you feeling particularly insecure? How do you firm up that ground so that in case there is some kind of a, whether it's a global disaster or just something that feels disastrous in your own life, in your bank account, in your resources, in the things that you value, in your own sense of value, you want to make sure that you don't take breakdowns or triggers that fucking seriously. You must have a strong sense of faith over the next week and really the next two weeks so that you can actually move through this portal with the power of the universe and the power of spirit behind you. If you do, then what's going to come out of this conjunction, even if it starts with something unexpected or difficult or shocking, is going to be the fucking bomb. The North Node is begging us to redefine our values and to create more stable lives. But it doesn't mean what we think it means. It doesn't mean what we thought it meant. What it actually means is that you are living a life that's in alignment with your values. And anytime that there are obstacles that come up, I mean, you know, how do we follow the path of least resistance without quitting every time there's an obstacle? We see every obstacle as number one, a question that's actually asking us, is this what you really want? How bad do you want it? And if it's something that you want really badly or that you know is for you, that obstacle is not an obstacle. It's simply a redirect. It's a reroute. So again, the theme of this whole, you know, last week, this week, and the week after, if there are detours on the road or people are driving crazy, this is not the time to road rage. Desi, we're in Texas. People have guns. We want to put on playlists that we like and stay in the vibration of faith and love and continue to hold the vision of our future in our mind with reverence because that is the future that we're creating there's going to be things that come up along the way that actually support that vision in ways that you cannot possibly expect so really invite obstacles see problems as opportunities to to discover solutions and to find out who you really are there's a big time test of faith starting last week happening all through this week and going through next week and it's like if you can actually remain in relationship with spirit in a good relationship with faith you're going to have a much easier time and you will be rewarded by the end of the next taurus scorpio eclipse cycle this is sort of setting the stage for the next eclipse cycle that's going to happen in october november which will continue to bring faded opportunities into our lives and drain the Scorpio swamps in all of our hearts and in the collective where we're maybe trying to hold on too tight or manage or control or manipulate or just be a little bit controlling in a way that is not actually allowing the universe to partner with you. If you think that you are the ultimate controller of your life, you're not but you are the ultimate controller of your mind. So please think responsibly. Okay, see you next week. Bye. Sorry about the sound. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and your rings. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. 
but the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.